Welcome back to our Bible in a Year podcast. Uh, we're talking about the short epistle of Second John uh, today. So I'm Pastor Brandon. I'm here with Ken, and yep. uh, we uh, we don't have too much uh, ground to cover here. Only uh, 13, 13 verses. Uh, so our, our reading for this Sunday will be almost the entire book, uh, just kind of cutting out the the beginning and the end. So you'll you'll hear. Uh, hear this this being read and uh, kind of the sermon will focus on the on the middle part of it. Uh, but Second John was written by John, uh, the the Apostle John, uh, towards the end of his life, uh, probably between 85 and 95 A.D. So it's one of the last uh, portions of the Bible that that was written, uh, and so it's after the death of of uh, Paul, after the death of Peter, that's after the fall of Jerusalem. Uh, that happened uh, in 70 AD. Um, so this is kind of a bridge from the Church of the Apostles, the kind of first generation church. Uh, the letters of John are kind of a bridge to the, the next generations. Um, you have have people that were born in, you know, and raised in the faith versus converted as adults. Uh, and so the, I think the, the epistles of John and, and uh, even his, his gospel are targeted towards an audience that is more similar to us than a lot of the rest of hmm. of scripture. Yeah. Um, on uh, in, in terms, Second John itself is much shorter than the first epistle of John, uh, and Luther actually says that First uh, John is a it's a doctrinal uh, kind of theological letter um, about uh, about Christian love, about discipleship, and he says Second and Third John are examples of that. Hmm. Um, rather than being this big theological, uh, where I'm going to explain all the details, it's it's an example, uh, a, a short uh, kind of illustration of what he had said before, which is kind of an interesting, uh, you know, way, way to to look at it. That uh, you know, yes, we're looking at Second John, but. Uh, we take it in the context of everything else that John right. has written and everything mm-hmm. else that Scripture has written. Uh, if we only had Second John, we wouldn't get the whole story, um, you know. And 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 so we see it as this is a good example of some of the rest of the things that John's uh, trying to point out. Um, so it's written to. Uh, it's it says at the very beginning, uh, the for, verse one is the elder to the elect lady and her children. Uh, and that first glance that seems pretty vague. Uh, so it's the elder. That's John. Mm-hmm. He's just acknowledging his position. So elder, the the word there, it, it kind of. I, I think John's using kind of a dual meaning here, where it's elder as in he's older, right? Um, but it's also elder as in the role in the church. The elder, the the presbyter. That's where we get. Presbyterians. Um, it's from the Greek word presbyter, which is which is elder here. Um, so it's talking about his status as I mean he's the kind of the elder of the church at the time. He's the only remaining apostle. Um, he's also old and has kind of been there, done that. Mm-hmm. And and so I think both of those are in view here uh, as as the last living apostle writes this letter. Then it's to the elect lady and her children, um, which is kind of confusing. Uh, it's not he's there's not like a specific woman that he he's in mind like a specific family correct yeah uh, right. 
it you know it, it, this this is not a a literal um you know i i'm writing to you know mary and her kids right Stephen well John. i know some of the stuff that i was looking at kind of put it in the context of revelations yeah that revelations is very um well it's hard to understand because there's a lot of symbolism in there. Yes. That the, one of the reasons for it being so, and symbolic is because this was an era of very high persecution for the church. Yes. And so it's written kind of in a code. Mm -hmm. And this, uh, some places said, this may be a code that John is using. Yeah. Now, even the elder mm -hmm. may be a, a yeah. code. You know, he's not saying the apostle and yep. he's not pointing out an individual. Yeah. He's well, when, to a when church, you look so. at, at most of Paul's letters, mm -hmm. I mean, he's throwing names out all over the right. place. And John doesn't do that. And again, it's interesting to, you know, to, to notice there's a context that he's writing to mm -hmm. that kind of demands things be a little right uh, safer, a little, little encoded. It's also... I mean, John is the last living apostle. He knows he's not just writing to the people that are going to read this first letter. Mm. He knows he's writing to the generations that are right. going to, which is interesting. He knows that, and yet he's very brief uh, in, 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 in these letters that, that we have here. Yeah, I wonder if John's one of those face-to-face -face type persons mm -hmm. more than, yep. you know, he, he, he would be more somebody that you would have a conversation with as opposed to reading something yes. that he has written yeah. and that type. So Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and so he's writing to a specific church, uh, but also he's writing to the whole church, you know, and so we can kind of receive this um, as, as a letter uh, you know, because we're, you know, it's to the elect lady and her children. We are um, those children mm -hmm. uh, in, in the church. Um, and... Uh, so the, the it's it's a short letter of kind of encouragement, uh, and I think there there's a couple of themes that uh, that I see here. One is uh, the the aspect of church as family comes in pretty strong, just mm -hmm. in the wording that that John uses, where he he talks about himself as elder. He talks about in verse one, four, and thirteen, uh, you know, talks about uh, children, um, you know, and and there's a, a the family relationship within the church uh, that, you know, it's not, hey, we you happen to go to the same place once a week. Right. Uh, you know, it's like I don't consider, you know, the person at the car wash my family, but mm -hmm. I do consider the people at church family. Right. And and kind of diving into, into that difference. Um, and in a time of persecution, uh, that, that especially these original recipients of, of this letter are, are facing... Uh, that's a pretty important aspect of church to to emphasize. Right. Yeah, and I think also it's 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 interesting as you were saying this is this is becoming kind of a generational church at this point. Mm -hmm. So we're not a lot of Paul's letters are written to new converts mm -hmm. or um, adults who have converted from Judaism or from pagan worship and and so along with that. Uh, along with it being generational, you know, a lot of times the kids don't really want to follow what the parents uh -huh. are doing. Yep. And so you've got the possibility of them straying from the correct path. They mm -hmm. want to, 
they want to find their own truth. Yes. To be able yep. to uh, and and latch on to it. And I, I think what John is is pretty much saying here is the truth is the truth, and even yeah. if you uh, if you're trying to stray from that truth, then you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so it 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 becomes more as you said earlier, it becomes much more relevant for us mm -hmm. than maybe some of Paul's letters do mm -hmm. in the first generation of, yeah. of the church because yeah. most of us um, did not come to mm -hmm. Christianity or Lutheranism or whatever yeah. from outside of yeah. of that bubble. Yeah. And so that uh, I, I see that as being a very important aspect of this. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, and, it, and e even if we did, uh, our story is still, you, we're in a culture that has roots in Christianity and um, you know so even if if your family tree is not necessarily you know led you to uh, to faith there's still a culture around you that it's we are not a Christian culture but they're right. they're you know that's pretty deeply rooted in mm -hmm. uh, you can't grow up as an America and not have heard of Jesus Mm -hmm. You know, and and not you might not understand that, uh, and most most people I think don't. But um, you've at least at least heard of it in, in some some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I think another uh, kind of highlight here again. It's a short letter. It's pretty focused. He's talking about love and truth are the kind of main um, main things. And in verse six, it says, "And this is love that we walk according to His commandments." You know that that aspect, and what will—that's kind of where uh, we're gonna uh, focus uh, as you know, in the in the sermon as we look at this. Is all right. What what exactly is love? What does it look like? What does love do? Uh, and um, oftentimes we take love and obedience and we put them at odds with one another. Right. It's like no. Well, I, I I'm I'm gonna be obedient. I don't have to love the person. Right. Uh, yeah. And I uh, you know we talk about love more as an emotion. Yes. When, when we're speaking of love, you know, so yeah. if you just come up to somebody and say, what do you think the word love means? Mm -hmm. You usually go down the romantic aspect or you go down the, um, yeah. you know, loving somebody unconditionally, that type of thing. And that yeah. that is more of a uh, an emotional, a heart or I guess in biblical times it was the gut as opposed to the yes. heart or yep. something like that. Yep. But, uh, and... Um, but what he's pretty much saying here is that uh, love is not so much emotional; it mm -hmm. is an act. Yeah, uh, it is a chosen act of obedience. Yeah. And um, um, I know one of the sources was talking about going back to Deuteronomy, In mm -hmm. Deuteronomy six. It says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all of your soul and all of your might." Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the that was the most important thing that that came out of this and yes. even Jesus reiterates it in yeah. Matthew and loving each other was the second part of that yeah. but loving God was the most important yeah. part and um, so and it also kind of comes down to family also when you mm -hmm. when we talk about the fear and love of God and it almost is kind of fear is one side and love is the other yeah. side 
yeah. they're actually the same thing. Yeah. Fear is respect. Fear is following mm -hmm. commandments. Fear is, yeah. and uh, sometimes I wish they had used a different word than fear, <laughs> Yeah. because it comes up with a different, yes. different idea in yeah. our head, but, um, but it, it's very important, and mm -hmm. we fear our parents sometimes. Yeah. Now, sometimes that's a negative thing, but mm -hmm. a lot of times it's not so much fear, it's respect. It's wanting to have yeah. their their approval and doing things in a way mm -hmm. that will not, you know, make them approve of us. Yeah. So, uh, so to, you know, in some respects, of course, then we get into works righteousness by those things that I was saying, so I don't want to stray too far into there, but yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. The the you know is you know knowing that approval comes only through Jesus Christ, and that we we have it. Um, again, where does that where does that leave fear? Where does that leave love? Again, I don't. It's not necessarily uh, in that sense. It's not pitted against one another. There's other parts of the scripture that talk about you know perfect love drives out fear. That's talking about the what we would consider the negative, right, an aspect of fear versus fear as respect, um, you know, and uh, really what uh, what what John's kind of pushing for is uh, this this relationship with God as He is, not the God that we make Him to be, mm. you know, is I can make God into someone that I should be terrified of mm -hmm. uh, because He's just this. This judge, and there's no way for me to get to him. I can make God into um, this nice grandfather that I, you know, I don't. Yeah, he wants me to do this, but hey, it's fine if I don't. Like, um, and and what what Second John is really driving at is, um, you know, worshiping, loving, fearing, obeying God as He is, as He's been revealed to us in His Word. Um, that's really what it means uh, to be a disciple uh, is and so you you have to have the right teaching because otherwise you're worshiping a God that you've made mm -hmm. uh, and, and one of the things that in in this second perhaps even third generation uh, of, of Christianity they're dealing with people okay yeah I know my parents believe this but that doesn't really fit right our world and so we'll we'll just tweak the word a little bit we'll change uh, thing and I mean, Second John kind of close. I mean, ten, verse ten, eleven. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, as in that Jesus is the Son of God in the flesh, um, it says, does not do not receive him into your house. Don't give him any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Yes, that's very rude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's see, John. I serious. always I always put John as you know of all the disciples. John to me was always the you know the touchy feely. Yeah. You know the nice. Yeah, nice one. Of course, you know. Then you think about well, he was a son of Zebedee, mm -hmm. son of thunder. So mm -hmm. probably he wasn't. But yeah, but you always think about him as the youngest. Yeah, and, you know, it's always listed as the disciple that Jesus loved, mm -hmm. and so, so you, and then he, out of his mouth is coming these, you know, don't even look at him. Yeah, you know, technically, don't yep. let him into. Uh, and some sources I was looking at were saying, well, what they're implying is that since this is a church, they're saying don't let them into the church, don't let them in yeah. to be able to talk yep. in that type yeah. of thing. But I personally think it goes beyond that. I think they're mm -hmm. pretty much like if you see them coming down the street, you know, across the other side or turning around or 
don't have any interaction with them at all yeah. because um, he doesn't want any taint any part of that to taint mm -hmm. the truth yeah. of what is what yeah. being told here. So yeah, I mean um, it's 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 pretty strong language, and mm -hmm. I think you're right. If when we soften that, normally it's because it makes us uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I don't, you know, and instead of kind of sitting at it and realizing, all right, why is, why is John being so serious? Because especially in First John and even in this letter, we know how he feels about hospitality. Mm -hmm. We know how he feels about loving the brother, about the family of God. So why would he be so serious about this? I mean, we tell our kids, you need to love everyone, be kind to everyone. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I also tell my kids. Don't talk to strangers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, don't 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 approach someone's car. I think it's that kind of a mm -hmm. kind of a thing that that when there's something that's dangerous, we stay away from it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we stay w you know with within the family, um, and and that there's a difference between this interaction and evangelism. You know, right. uh, you know, John is not saying don't ever reach out to these people because there's no hope. No, he's saying. When they approach you, mm -hmm. when they're coming to spread their thoughts and their lives, don't don't give them uh, that that opportunity. Right. You know, and and I, I think it, it, that's a good kind of warning for us. I mean, how many different messages, how many voices are we listening to that are not of of the truth, and how, how much of a platform do we give that in our own minds, in our own hearts, you know, and. Um, you know, walking in the truth, loving God means ultimately being obedient, not just, uh, you know, hearing the right thing, but it's actually doing it, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it, as a part of, of the family of faith. And then John closes and he says, I'm not going to write anymore. I'm going to come see you. Yep. I'll come see you. <laughs> I'm Which tired, I, tired I think of it, this. I think it's just great. And I think maybe yeah. he's just a really bad speller. Because <laughs> that's kind of the way I am. You know, I, I want to sit down and write something, and then I go, like, I don't know how to spell that word. And, it's like, and then spell check will change it to something else. Uh, yeah. And so that yep. would be, no, that's not what so I, I my, at all. My, my son, you know, we've, you know, his name's Benjamin, and uh, he, uh, <laughs> now that he's in kindergarten and he's working on writing his mm -hmm. name, He's like, man, Ben sounds a lot better. Yeah, sounds a lot better. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, my first name is Kenneth, and I was just like, I mean, my last name was really easy because yeah. I had some classmates who had names that were like yep. way, way longer than that. Yep. So that was real simple, but um, but it was a lot easier just to do Ken than it was to do yep. the whole, whole thing when I was, but they made me do it anyway yeah. because... <laughs> You know, evil <laughs> teachers, or you know, they're like, you know. Of course, we had to learn cursive too. So, oh yeah, you know, that was back yep. back in the day. So, long time ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. I think all the, along with that point that you were saying about the fact that um, don't allow them in, and when you were talking about, you know, we tell our children not to. Mm -hmm. I think John is also since it talks about children in this yep. two or three times. I think he's really trying to get that home. It may mean members of a congregation, yeah. but I think he's also using it yep. as your look listen to think about your children too. Yes, exactly. And you yeah. know, don't let these deceivers come in and yeah. and uh because if you let them in then they're going to affect these younger minds. Yep. Yeah. Which are going to be more open to exactly. it than old people that, Exactly. you know. 
decide that what well, yeah we think this is this and that's all there yeah. is to it. It's far easier to convince the next generation of something than you know the the older right generations, especially and the older generation thinks differently than yes. This. That's a plus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to think the way Dad did. Yeah. I think this this other way. Yep. And so this is an easier way of doing it. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, a couple uh, couple takeaways for this uh, this short uh, epistle here. Uh, I think uh, one is, is seeing church as family. Um, and, you know, uh, that, that relationship going both ways of, of listening to, uh, to those uh, of, of different generations for you know, older generations to listen to the younger and, and especially vice versa. I think John sets a good example of kind of a, a mentoring, of a warning, of, of a, a caring, uh, that, that we're, we're, we're in this together, but we're also meant to, to take care of one another. And mm-hmm. some of that means protecting one another. Mm-hmm. Some of that means loving and, and serving and, um, you know, that, that, that mentorship, uh, you know, role. Um, but seeing churches not just a place I go, but this is a people I'm a part of. I think that's one takeaway. Another is uh, seeing love as not just a feeling, but love as obedience, love as an action. Uh, there's there's just a tremendous amount of implications uh, to that of when I'm told to love God, it's not just a feeling, it's an action. Uh, so what does that look like? When I'm told to love my neighbor, uh, to love my family, uh, to love my community, those are actions, uh, mm-hmm. not just feelings, and uh, th- that's a different kind of calling uh, that that we're we're brought to. Um, and, and I think that the last kind of takeaway I have is our our response to false teaching needs to be pretty serious. Uh, you know, of uh, whether that means right, just kind of setting the boundary lines of this is in and this is out. Um, but but making clear like this is this is uh, the truth and because there's a lot out there that's not and uh, if we aren't clearly saying no this is not what we believe mm-hmm. it's really easy for all that especially in a younger generation to kind of get muddled together right it's well you know yeah God loves me and he also wants me to, to have a boat like well where do you learn that <laughs> you know it, and and so to, to kind of clearly uh, mark those boundaries take, false teaching seriously uh, and for the sake of, of the church. Right. Okay, well, if uh, I just wanted to warn everybody, if you haven't read it yet, you need to set some time aside oh, yeah. to be able to read because yep. it's, it's really lengthy <laughs> and uh, it's got a lot of words. Yeah, yeah, well, we're going to read almost the entire book in, uh, yeah. in church on Sunday, so I mean, buckle up. You know, it's this book or War and Peace, that's your choice. <laughs> You know, if you want to sit down for a page turner, that's what, well, actually, you can't you, turn you pages. Got, yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah. Yep. You just close the book. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, blessings on your week, and we'll see you next time.